Alright, so hello everyone, good morning and welcome once again to ABC of Faith where we are doing the Bible study. Once again, I am so excited to be here with you all. We are finally done with the Old Testament today. We are in the book of Malachi which this has been such an amazing journey. I hope you guys um, enjoyed the Old Testament as much as I did sharing it with you guys. I hope you guys, um, you know, go back and listen to um, what we're, what, what we have studied already in the Old Testament Um, You can do that by the podcast, of course, ABC of Faith International. And also, if you want little clips of it, you can check out the YouTube channel, KPG Global. Okay, so definitely go back and learn. And I hope you guys are ready. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are expecting a great word from the Lord today. You know, because it is about to be so exciting because there's so much in Malachi. But um, let me um, pray real quick and then we can just dive right into this. Amen. So let us pray. Father, right now in the mighty name of Yeshua, we come before you and we just give you the highest praise, which is hallelujah. And Lord, right now I pray that you will allow Um, me to decrease so that you may increase. Anoint my lips of clay that I may be an oracle of God. Let nothing I say be of earthly wisdom, be of everything of heaven and the spirit. Father, right now, in the name of Yeshua, I pray, let my words be fire and the people would, and let them be consumed by it. Holy Spirit, my friend, I pray that you are loosed on the people right now. Remove the thorns, remove the stones. Let their hearts be fertile ground. And let this word fall on good ground so that it may produce much fruit in their lives so that they will lack nothing in their destiny. Father, right now, I just say, come and have your way. I decree and declare right now that the kingdom of God is here, that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's in Yeshua's mighty name, I do pray. While the presence of the comfort of the Holy Spirit, my prayer partners say with me in agreement. Amen, amen, and amen. All right. So now, let's go into the book of Malachi, okay? The book of Malachi, and we're going to start at chapter 3, okay? Let's start at chapter 3, because there is a lot here, you know, I could have gone anywhere, and the Lord really wanted me to address um, Malachi chapter 3, because there's so much revelation in there. There's so much um, truth that's in there. So I hope you all are there and I hope you are ready to dive into this. And here it reads, Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. 
and ye shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and ye shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, right now, I want you all to understand something. I'm going to pause right there for a second. So who is Malachi chapter 3 talking about? Now, this is very interesting because what Malachi 3 is talking about, it's describing John the Baptist. Okay, it's describing John the Baptist that we will find later in Matthew chapter three, as we go into a little bit, dab into the New Testament a little bit today. But it's describing John the Baptist. And the thing that's amazing is that John the Baptist is also described and foretold in Isaiah, you know. And so here's the thing you have to recognize with the Lord. The Lord will always confirm his word before he actually performs the word. So if he described John the Baptist in Isaiah, he's going to describe him again in Malachi. He's going to reinforce his word and then he's going to carry out the word. You must understand this because this is a characteristic of God. So maybe if God told you something, God is not going to act on it right away. He's going to confirm it or he's going to say something again to reaffirm what he has already said, and then he's going to carry it out. And we see this with John the Baptist. So John the Baptist is the messenger. And what is he going to do? He's going to prepare the way for the Lord. Okay? Now, and what does it say? Whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Where did Yeshua go right after? He's baptized by John. He goes into the wilderness. Where is the first place he goes? He goes into the synagogues. He goes into the temples and he starts preaching. But look at what it says he does. It says, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. So again, the Lord is saying he's coming. The Messiah is coming. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appear? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. So what does refiner's fire mean? Refiner's fire means that when he comes, he's going to come with fire. He's going to come and he's going, what's refiner? Well, if you continue to read, it says right here. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. So I want you all to understand this. Understand the words that the that the, the prophets are using that the Lord is using. Okay? Silver, gold. You must understand that these are valuable to God. Okay? What he's talking about here, silver, for example, is revelation. Write this down. Silver is revelation and teaching. You must understand when God puts something, a value system on it, you must understand what it is. So this is silver to God. And so what Yeshua is going to do, he's going to refine revelation. Isn't that what he did in the New Testament? As soon as he goes, what does he do? He Refiner's fire means he's also going to purge. He's going to um, make correct what is flawed. And this is what you see. 
You see that in the scriptures, he's correcting the Sadducees and Pharisees saying, your revelation is off. You are not doing the things of God. That's what the sons of Levi are. And the thing is, if the Pharisees and Sadducees would have received the correction, they would have came out with silver and gold, which is valuable to God. So sometimes when God is correcting you or when God is saying something, it is not to just hurt you or to offend you. It's so that you can come out with silver and gold. Oh, I hope you are understanding this. Because where does the purest gold come from? It comes from when it's out of the fire, right? Where does the purest silver come from? It comes from when it's out of the fire. So this is what it's talking about. So also, this is also where you see the Holy Spirit as well. Because the Holy Spirit isn't, it's part of the fire, but it's not fully the fire. So the Holy Spirit is also that convictor. He helps us. He gives us that conviction that, wait a minute, this isn't right. Wait a minute, I'm off a little bit. Isn't that what Yeshua said? Yeshua said he will lead you into all truth. So that means that even the false doctrines that you might hear, the Holy Spirit will tell you this isn't right. There's something wrong here. And this is what I love is that Yeshua is literally fulfilling when you read in the New Testament, he's literally doing everything that Malachi and all the prophets of old said that he will do. Now, I hope you guys are ready for this because we're about to dive in deeper. Check this out. And so purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering and righteousness. This is the key. I want you to understand an offering in righteousness. Now, this is very important because the truth is you can give an offering to God, but that doesn't mean God is always going to accept it. Oh, I hope you understand this. You can give an offering to God, but that doesn't mean he's always going to accept it. You can do these things, but it doesn't mean it's in righteousness. It doesn't mean that it's right with God. You have to understand that when it's talking about righteousness, when it's talking about those things, it's talking about the heart. It's talking about, are you in right standing with God? The Holy Spirit helps you be in right standing with God. So that when you give, anytime you give, I want you to understand a secret of the Lord. Anytime you give or anytime you do something, you have to do it with the right heart. You have to do it with the right mindset. Otherwise, God will not accept it. You have to be in the right place when you do something. Otherwise, God is not going to accept it. This is exactly what Yeshua was telling to the Pharisees and Sadducees. He said, yeah, you can give your tithes, your offering, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. You can give tithes and offering. You all know how to do that part. But you miss the weightier things of God. You miss what actually matters to my father. And I know, I hope Holy Spirit give them revelation. Stay with me here. Check this out. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as a former year. And I will come near to you to judgment. What does judgment mean? Judgment does not mean doom. It does not mean doomsday. Judgment means correction. It means readjustment. That's what that means. 
And right now, we live in a generation where people don't want to hear the word judgment. Oh, only God can judge me and all that other stuff. Now they're saying not even God can judge them. Oh, I hope you understand that. But do you not understand if he doesn't judge you, he can't correct you? His judgment is correction. It's part of his salvation. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. And I'll come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against false swears and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Now check this out. I want you to understand this. Look at this. And I will come near to you to judgment. So this is again talking about Yeshua. Yeshua, when he comes, he is not coming to bring judgment like destruction. He's coming to bring judgment as in correction. And if you read, that's all Yeshua is doing with the Pharisees, Sadducees, with his disciples. He's bringing correction. He's saying, this is right. This is wrong. That's that's what he's here to do. But check this out. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers. Now, sorcerers is very important. What sorcery are we talking about here? Like, are we talking about witchcraft workers and things like that? Yes, but we're also, again, this is talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees. Wait a minute. Weren't they you know, followers of the Lord, like, how are they sorcerers? Because they were manipulators. Another way to describe these sorcerers is also manipulators. All witchcraft and sorcery is, is control. The spirit of religion is, in God's eyes, sorcery. Because it's about control. It's not about relationship. It's not about freedom. Look in the scriptures where the Lord says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Who the son sets free is free indeed. Where do you see in Christianity in terms of, in fact, I'm not even going to call it Christianity in the way, because that's what it was called in the former days. They weren't just called Christians. They were called followers of the way. Where do you see that it's about control and manipulation? That's religion. So here he's saying sorcerers. He's talking about those who know how to twist the scriptures, know how to twist it and manipulate it to manipulate the people. I hope you are understanding this. Another thing for sorcery, you have to understand what God equates to this. So again, disobedience or rebellion is the same as witchcraft to God. That's why in the scripture it says rebellion or disobedience is the same as witchcraft. So these Pharisees and Sadducees were also being rebellious to God. They were not following all the ways of God. God again considered them sorcerers. That's why Yeshua calls their father the devil. Oh, I hope you understand that. He said, you look like your father, the devil. Why? Because he's saying, you guys look like followers of Satan. You don't even look like my father. Because all the things that you are doing are of Satan's nature, not my father's nature. And so I really want to talk to you because I want everyone to understand this. Is that, again, understand what God equates 
certain things. You cannot just take certain words as, oh, well, sorcerers. So he's only coming for the sorcerers. No, he's also coming for those who manipulate the scriptures, who use it for control and who are not using it to bring liberation and freedom to God's people, which is what the word is for. Let me move on. Y'all got me preaching today. (laughs) And against the adulterers. What are the adulterers? The adulterers are not just those who skip out on their spouse or who have an affair. Adulterers also means idol worshipers. It means those who have turned away from their first love, who have put things above the most high. Those are the adulterers. And against false swears, there is nothing that you own. That's why Yeshua later on says, don't swear by anything because you don't own anything. Nothing that you have, you can't even control your body. So how in the world can you swear by certain things? You don't own it. He said, if you're going to make an oath or a commitment, only make it to God or only have God make the commitment because you guys don't own anything to make a commitment. In fact, there's a saying, especially in the African-American community, we say, oh, my mama, or I swear on my mama or something like that. I don't own my mama. So how in the world can I swear by her? Oh, y'all ain't getting it. Ugh. Who's getting this? Are, 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 are y'all receiving me? Are you getting this? Ugh. Lord, I don't think they were ready for today. Against those that oppress the hireling in his wages. Again, the tax collectors. Those um, who are not giving full payment to what is being due. Like some of you... Some of you, because of what the work that you do, you're due for a raise. Because of what some of you have gotten your raise already. Glory to God. Don't you know that's what Yeshua's ministry is about? That's one of the lessons of the kingdom. Oh, y'all ain't getting this. The widow and the fatherless. Look at this. The widow and the fatherless. He's saying, who is taking care of these people? Who is taking care of the widows? Who are taking care of the fatherless? Don't you know how big of a deal that is? Widow and fatherless means no inheritance. If a widow lost her husband at this time, she had nothing. If you don't believe me, go read the book of Ruth. So it's about inheritance. But that's why... The Lord says, I will be father to the fatherless. They will have something simply by accepting and having a relationship with me. And the widow, he would take care of the widow. But this is why when Yeshua is talking in his ministry, he's saying, what you've done to the least of these, you have also done unto me. He said, you guys have done all this other stuff, but have you done what really matters to my father? Have you done what really matters to me? Unfortunately, this is something that the church really has to understand is that you have to do the things that matter to God. Bible study, this, that, and etc. That's all wonderful. But you have to do what matters to the Father. You have to do what matters. Do not miss the weightier things of God. Let me move on. 
Are you learning something? I hope you're receiving something. Let's continue. Because I'm almost done with this. For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now, let me tell you something, okay? Now we're about to get into the part that the that a lot of people in the church really don't like to talk about, tithes and offering. Now, this is beautiful, because it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? In tithes and offerings, says the Lord, ye are cursed with a curse. What does curse with a curse mean? That means when God does not speak well, okay? Anytime God delivers a curse, it's when he doesn't speak well, okay? So go back in Genesis when Adam and Eve, he doesn't speak well of them. That's that's the that's the curse, right? Okay, so here it is. It's the same thing. But this is the part that's so amazing. It says, ye are cursed with a curse, and the whole nation is cursed. If you do not give tithes and offerings, you will not only curse yourself, but you will also curse the entire nation. I hope you understand that. God says this curse is not only just against you. This is against the entire nation. You have robbed me. Now check this out. Even this whole nation, bringing all the tithes into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? The storehouse is church or ministry. Okay? So he said, bringing all the tithes into the storehouse. And what does it say? That there may be meat in my house. What does meat in my house mean? Meat means substance. Meat means so that there's substance, so that there's things of, of um, to take in at the church. So let me tell you, I'm going to share with you this revelation. Did you know that if you, this isn't even talking about offerings. This is now talking about tithes. God is saying, this is what I'll do if you will just give tithes. Okay. So tithe means 10. So offering is a little different. Offering is something that you just give because you feel led by the Lord to give. Tithes is that mandatory 10. Okay. Now check this out. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. Did you know that simply by paying your tithes, meat in my house means that you can help give a man of God revelation? And I'm talking about not just revelation, I'm talking about deep revelation. I ain't talking about that milk that <laughs> that is occasionally given in the church. I'm talking about meat, substance. If you pay your tithes, you can help give a man of God. God will literally open heaven and give a man of God revelation for you. Deep revelation for you. Did you know that if you pay your tithes, meat in my house also means that he will give healing and deliverance in the house. Oh, I hope you. 
See, I bet you if, pe- if people started talking like this, instead of saying we need a new building, people will give more willingly. Oh, y'all ain't talking to me. This is what the tithe is for. So that there's meat in the house. So that there's healing in the house. Deliverance in the house. Revelation in the house. The things that matter to God in the house. So that you can have more things, more supplies, so that you can go do the things that really matter to God. That's what that means. So that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now. So the Lord says, prove me. Try me. Just try it. Herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and there shall not be room enough to receive it. Now this is the part that's so amazing because I want to share this with you because you have to understand this. Because Yeshua reinforced this. Re- so he even backs up tithes. I heard something that there were some preachers who were preaching that tithing is not in the New Testament. Yes, it is, flesh creature. Even Paul addressed tithes. He said there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap. But you cannot reap what you don't sow. You cannot expect God to give you things if you didn't give nothing to God. I hope you understand this. Glory to God. Glory to God. Preach. This tithes and offering thing, please understand this. Tithes is not just money. Offering Tithes and offering is not just money. It's talking about tithes and offering can be your time. Tithes and offering can be something that the Lord just said, I want you to give this to the church. This is something that is in your house. I want you to give it to my house. Come on, somebody. Who is hearing the word of the Lord today? There is somebody, I ain't going to tell you all the details, some of you know, but there was somebody, they gave so much stuff to KPG, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of things that me and my wife and KPG doesn't have to pay for. It was given. That's an offering unto God. This is for the mission. Oh, I hope you are understanding this. It's not just a money thing. Stop thinking it's just money. It's not money. It's whatever is of value. That's what that means. God is saying, is this more valuable to you than me? And for some people, it is money. Because the Lord hit me with this revelation. I'm going to share with you something. This world is based on what? Money, right? This, that's how the world works. You need money in order to operate in this world. Well, who runs this world? The God of this world. Satan runs this world. So money is actually you relying on the enemy to take care of you. Not God taking care of you. Oh, I hope you understand that. God actually gave you your money so that you could give it away so that he can bless you with even more stuff. So that he can bless you. God is literally saying, when you sacrifice or when you give up a tithe or an offering, he's saying, will you give me this so I can give you this? 
What do you want more? What are you expecting to take care of you more? Your money or me? Right now, just say, Lord, I choose you. Just say, Lord, I choose you. If I will not open you the windows of heaven, the reason why heaven isn't open in some ministries and some churches is because there is not tithes and offering. There are no tithes and offerings. If there's no tithes and offerings, he will literally shut down heaven operations. Why? Because it's an honor thing. It's an honor. When you give tithes and offering, it's an honor thing. Now check this out. And pour you out a blessing that there not be room enough to receive it. And check this out. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time of the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, check this out. I want to share this with you before I dive in deeper. Check this out. What is you robbing God? You robbing God of the opportunity to bless you. You're robbing God of him doing his covenant. Go read in the scriptures. God says, and I gave you the ability to make wealth. He didn't just say to make money, to make wealth. You as a believer in Yeshua should not just have money. You should have wealth according to the word of God. Now, people is like, now he sounds like a prosperity preacher. You're darn right, because the kingdom principle is prosperous. You shall prosper as your soul prospers. Telling me, and this is what the Lord says. This is not what Apostle or Reverend Simba is saying. This is what the word says. And I gave you the ability to make wealth to establish my covenant on the earth. If you want God's covenant to be established on the earth, it requires tithes and offering. This is what he's saying. You robbing me of the opportunity to not only bless you, but to establish my covenant with you. And what's a covenant? My promise. And what does it say? I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So let me tell you another translation of what that's saying. Our minds think when I give something, it's like we lost something. If I give money, it looks like I got poor, especially for those who are um who say that that they're broke which you should never say again because in God's eyes you are never broke that is something that he has never called you to be and so stop saying things that are conflicting with what God has said you like I'm broke then you always going to be broke even if God gave you a vision that you will be wealthy one day yes oh yes Sorry, I got to teach people this. But if you continue to say, I shall prosper as my soul prospers, they continue to pursue the things of God. Now, check this out. Uh, In our mind, when we give money, 
it looks like we got poor or we lost something. But don't you know, in God's eyes, he says, you actually got richer. You actually gave me room so that I could give you more. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. That's what that means. So it says, instead of you getting poor, you actually got richer. You got richer, yes, in the spirit. But don't you know things have, you have to become wealthy in the spirit before you become wealthy in the physical. That's why the Lord says, for where your heart is, there your reward shall be. So if your reward, if your heart is set on the heavenly things, and if it's set on where it's supposed to be, where the Lord is and what the Lord can do, then you can trust. That's where faith comes in. And God will literally, what does it say in the scriptures? You can literally have the whole world simply by faith. That's how Abraham won the world. He won the world because of his faith. That's how Yeshua won the world was by his faith. But how you win God himself is with your love. Let me move on. I'm almost done, I promise. Because I know where the Lord wants me to go now. Now go with me to Matthew chapter 3. Because I want to teach y'all something. Okay? Yes, go to Matthew chapter 3 real quick. Okay? Because I'm going to connect this real quick. I'm going to connect this all into one nice little bow. Okay? Now we're going to go to 7. Okay? Matthew chapter 3 verse 7. Okay. Check this out. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, this is talking about John the Baptist, come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. What is the fruit that he's talking about? It's not just talking about your life. It's talking about your heart. Your heart is the fruit. You have to have the right heart so that when harvest time comes, your heart is prepared to receive it. Oh, glory to God. See, the reason why a lot of people miss harvest time is because their hearts were not prepared for it. God couldn't give you certain things because your heart wasn't ready to receive it. Because if your heart isn't ready to receive certain things from God, even if God gives it to you, if your heart's not right, you'll mess it up. And God loves you too much to give you something to have you lose it like that. Glory to God. Oh, yes. He's saying there has to be fruit. There has to be production. That's the heart. And Yeshua confirms this later. Out of the heart comes out what? The things that you say. 
What's in what you say is what's in your heart. That's the fruit. And what you say produces what happens in your life. Because you were made in the image of God. What did God say? God said, let there be and there was. When God says, my son is coming, what happened? His son came. And I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What has he done? He has given us the Holy Spirit. God will always say and the word follows. Why? Because that's what's in his heart. Whosoever saith unto the mountain, be thou cast and remove into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, shall have whatsoever he saith. Your heart has to be right. Otherwise, all the stuff that you do, it will be destroyed in the fire instead of being purified in the fire. God's righteousness also means that you can make a mistake, but as long as you're in righteousness and right standing, God will always try to bring you back. Yeah, what you did was wrong, but your heart was in the right place with me. So understand that. Hewn down and cast into the fire. Now look at what John says. John says, I indeed baptize you with water. Unto repentance. But he that cometh after me. Didn't we just read that in Malachi? (laughs) He said the one who is coming after me. Is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. Hold on. What does it say in Malachi chapter 3? The refiner's fire. So again, John the Baptist is backing up what the word has already said. But again, Yeshua is the fulfillment of the promise. He is the fulfillment of God's word. He is the fulfillment of it. He is not just the embodiment of it. He is the fulfillment of it. Because look at what happens. He says it again. Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose fan is in his hand and he shall thoroughly purge his floor. Do you see that? It's the same word that is used. It's the same word that is used in Malachi. He will purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. Holy Spirit, give them revelation. Now, check this out. Verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Do you see that? So he gives the word. This word was given in Isaiah. This word was given in Malachi. This word is even given in Matthew. But Matthew is where the Messiah has now come. And here it is. Yeshua is coming to fulfill the word that was given all those many years ago. From Genesis all the way to Malachi, Yeshua is coming to fulfill. And here he is. He is coming. 
to John the baptizer who is giving the word before the Lord actually comes. Again, just like the Lord said, there is one who will come who will prepare the way. And then you just saw John said, there is one who is coming after. Check this out. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And cometh thou to me? He says, Lord, I should be baptized by you. But you're coming to me. Do you see Yeshua's humility here? Do you see how... He is humbling himself, how he is the son of man. He's not coming as the son of God. He's coming as the son of man. Because look at here. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Do you see that? Yeshua is saying, I'm doing this so that all matters of righteousness can be fulfilled through me. Isn't that wonderful? You become the righteousness of God as soon as you accept Yeshua. By having a relationship with God, he shows you the ways of righteousness. He shows you and keeps you in righteousness. Why? Because he fulfilled it. He got baptized. He said now, because he's being baptized, all manners of righteousness must be fulfilled. I am being baptized not because I am sinful, but I'm being baptized because I am paving the way for all those who will come after. Isn't that wonderful? Do you not see how vast and how knowledgeable the Lord is? Then he suffered him. So that means... He said, okay, he baptized them. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. Now again, the Lord is hitting me with revelation. Do you see what he's doing? Jesus was giving an offering. Jesus was giving an offering to God. Being baptized, you have to understand, what is being baptized really? It's not just taking a dunk in the pool. (laughs) Being baptized is you saying, I am giving my life to the Lord. I am making a public display of everybody. I am following the Lord. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my heart. The old me has died, the new me has risen, and the new me is following the way of the Lord. Do you not see this? Do you not see that the baptism is also a small preview of what Yeshua will go through when he's crucified and he's put in the tomb and then he's resurrected? With a whole new glorious body. And he said all power of heaven and earth has been given unto me. Do you see the pattern of an offering? The tithes and offering. He's giving an offering. A tithe to God. When he's baptized. 
He's saying, I am fully dedicated and committed to the work and will of my father. This is what matters to my father. It's not that I took a dunk in the pool, but that my heart is a public display to show that I am dedicated to what he wants to do. That I am not. Literally, when he goes into the pool, the Yeshua everybody knew died. When he raised up again, he was now the son of God, ready to do the work and will of his father. Come on now. I hope you understand this. Because until that point, his ministry hadn't even started. That's why everyone was saying, isn't this the carpenter's boy? Isn't this Mary and Joseph's kid? Now he's going around preaching and baptizing and delivering people. Hold on now. Did we not see That he was just a regular kid from the time he was born all the way up to the time he was 30. Now he's a preacher, a teacher. What happened here? He gave an offering. He baptized himself. He came, he went down carrying all of our sins with him. He rose up the son of God, ready to do the work and will of the father. And what happened? It says straightway. It doesn't say that, okay, he did it and then momentary. No. It says as soon as he did this, went up straightway out of the water. So he went down out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. Heaven was opened. Do you not see that? What did the Lord say? I will not open the windows of heaven. Understand God's pattern. You must understand how to have open, how to open heaven over your life. In fact, I want you to know something. If you are having a lot of dreams, even if the dream doesn't make sense, that means heaven is open over your life. I just want to say that to people. It's, it's, it's one of the signs that heaven is open over your life. Or if you're constantly getting visions or revelation, heaven is open over your life. So understand that. Don't downplay those things. But I'll explain that later. And though the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. So now the Holy Spirit is giving him power, is empowering him. The Holy Spirit is descending like a dove. It doesn't say in the bodily form of a dove. It doesn't say that the Holy Spirit took on a dove landed on his shoulder, as all those people say. No, they saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove, meaning he looked like a dove. Doesn't mean he was a dove. Descended upon him. Enlightening upon him. Lighting upon him also means like... The sun, when you look at the sun, the sun doesn't just produce light. There's also what? A radiation. There's power that's exuding from the sun. Well, this is the same thing. So here, when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, it's radiating. So people who see this, they not only see heaven open, they see the Spirit of God land upon them and they feel the presence of God radiating from him. Lighting upon him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, 
in whom I am well pleased. Do you see that? If you want to become pleasing to the Father, learn from Yeshua. Every day, make your life a living sacrifice unto God. That's why Paul said, I die daily. He says, I give my life daily. I sacrifice daily. The, the, the Paul that you saw yesterday, he's dead. This is a new Paul today. Why? Because he was learning from Yeshua. Yeshua was constantly laying down his life to the work and will of the Father. You must understand that. You must understand. I'm going to go back to Malachi real quick. I'm almost done. Because there's something else I want you to see real quick. Now, some of you, especially with tithes, offering, or whatever, well, living for God, let me tell you something. Check this out. Go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? Mournfully meaning we have walked sorrowfully. Like we continue to live under this state of repentance. We continue to do this. But then it says... And now we call the proud happy. Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. So here it is. So I want to I want to encourage. This is the last thing I want to say. Do not spoil your blessing by your mouth. Write that down. Do not spoil your blessing by your big mouth. Because some of you And come on now, tell me if you've been down this road. Well, I'm living for God, but I don't see where it's getting me. I don't see what's the benefit. I'm living for God. I'm giving tithes. I'm giving offerings. I go to Bible study. I read my word. I fellowship. I I worship the Lord. But yet I'm looking at the world. These people who are not following God, they're not doing anything. They're getting all the money and I'm struggling living paycheck to paycheck. Come on now. I'm looking at these, like, I'm looking at all these other people and these people, like, they don't even know who Yeshua is. They didn't receive nothing. And here it is. They look like they're living large on the earth and I'm struggling day by day. Who here has said that before? Some of you might have even said it yesterday or even this morning. Why am I going to Bible study, man? I want to go back to sleep. I had one heck of a week. Why why am I standing up here listening to this preacher preach? Man, I have followed this. I did this. I did that. The Lord has told me things. He revealed something to me, but that still hasn't manifested yet. You know, I'm still, and then the Lord wants me to give more and more and more. But I'm like, Lord, I didn't even receive from the first harvest I gave. Just let me know if that sounds familiar. Check this out. Look at what God says he does. Look at what God says. 
then they that fear the Lord. So he's saying, if you're talking like that, it's because you don't even have fear of the Lord. You don't even have a reverence for God. You don't even understand or even know the Lord if you talk like that. Then they that fear the Lord. And this ain't this ain't just by what you say. This is how God sees it. Spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. So the Lord said, I hear the people who are, okay, I heard you talk. But I also hear the ones who are faithful to me. Who even when things don't go their way, they still say, I thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. Not just for what you've done, but for just being who you are. Lord, I know it's going to work out for my good. I know your word is true. I know your promise. I know you are more faithful than the rising sun. When I go to sleep, I'm going to praise you. When I wake up, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you because you have given me way more than I could ever even imagine. Lord, I may not be in the house that I want to be in, but Lord, I thank you that you have placed a shelter over my head that I ain't sleeping on the street. I I may have woke up and it was cold this morning, but thank God I ain't freezing to death. Thank God I have light. Thank God I have a I have something because you have blessed me. Your word is true. I didn't even know how I was going to get this place that I'm in. But you know what, Lord? You made a way for me to get it. And I know that this is only the tip of the iceberg. I know the best is yet to come. I still give you praise. The people who talk like that, the Lord says, hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord and that thought Upon his name. Do you see that? What is that book of remembrance? And the Jewish. That's the book of life. God says if you talk like that. Oh I'm going to write it down. But it's not going to be in my book of life. But the ones who have been faithful. And the ones who have been talking. And believe me. I'm writing it down. In the book of life. Why? Because don't you know. That when he opens that book. And he sees your name. He says these are the people that are mine. And these are the people. That I am their God. And I will be their God. Because they have chosen to be my people. During Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the reason why that's so important, Rosh Hashanah is when the book is open. Yom Kippur is when God closes the book and says, is your name in here? Because if it is, I got you for the whole year. If not, you missed out. But how can that book be open when you have a relationship with Yeshua? That's why Yeshua says, rejoice not that the demons obey you, but rejoice that your name is written in heaven. Written where? In that book of life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come to give life and life everlasting. So have faith. In the scripture, it even says... Just wait. 
If you continue to read in Malachi, God says, just wait. Because those people that you're seeing prospering, because they don't know me, they don't have me, those are temporary. I don't care if they are wealthy all the way to the point till they die. If you don't have God, you don't have nothing. If you don't have Yeshua, you don't have nothing. Come on now, I'm trying to talk to somebody. You must realize, well, Lord, I need this, I need that. No, I need you. Because, Lord, if I have you, I have everything. Everything is literally given unto me. Because why? It's my inheritance. That's why the scripture says you are heirs of God. Joint heirs with Christ. That is your identity. So I'm going to pray. I hope you all enjoyed the book of Malachi as much as I did. Because, you know, there's just so much in there. And I could have gone deeper. But the Lord wanted me to really want, if I don't... If I end on this, I want to end. Continue to have your right, have your heart right before the Lord. Because that's what matters the most. When your heart is continually right before God. God says, simply because of your heart, I will do certain things. Just because you speak the goodness of my word out of your heart. I will carry out my word. I will keep my promise. And his promise is true. And his promise is sure. Isn't that wonderful? So I want you all right now. I'm about to pray for you. And then I'm going to close. But again, I want to give the chance for anybody that you want to receive this. You want to receive Yeshua into your life. You like what I was preaching and you want to hear more, go and go in YouTube and subscribe to KPG Global. And also check out the podcast ABC of Faith International. But even but I I did that part, but now I really just want to do this part. I want, if you want to receive Yeshua into your life, into your heart, all I want you to do is repeat after me. Say, Lord Yeshua, I come before you. And I thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, right now, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and all my unrighteousness. Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to the earth and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose on the third day with all power in your hands to be an intercessor for me. Lord, I thank you for saving me. And I accept you this day to be my Lord and personal Savior. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen. 
If you said that beautiful prayer, I just want to say welcome to the family of God. He loves you so much. And now for all those who are here right now, I just pray right now, Father, in the name of Yeshua, I pray right now, Lord, that you will just touch your people right now. I pray, Lord, that the word right now, I can see the word that it is falling on good hearts right now. It's falling on good ground. And Lord, I can see this word taking root. I can see much fruit being produced in the next season. Lord, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word. And now, Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to walk with your people, continue to walk with us, continue to lead and guide. Continue, Lord, to have your way here. Holy Spirit, my friend, be loosed on the people right now. I release the power of the Holy Spirit on all those who are listening right now. I release right now the fire of God, the holy fire of God, that it will be loosed on the people right now. I pray I loose right now the kingdom of God right now into the people's lives. I loose heaven and to the people's lives right now. I pray, Lord, that their hearts right now will be transformed, that their hearts will be purged in the fire, that these hearts right now, we lift them up to you, Lord, and we surrender them to you. We lay down our lives to you. Right now, we repent and we ask for forgiveness, Lord, of any time we've said anything against your word, any time we've said anything against the plan, the destiny, or the book that you have written about us and for us, Lord, we repent right now and we say, Lord, wash us now in your blood right now in the blood of Yeshua from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. Wash us and make us white as snow. And so, Father, right now, I come against all works of the enemy. I come against all spirits of doubt, all spirits of fear. I come against right now. Um, spirits of slothfulness, spirit of religion. I come against it right now in the name of Yeshua. I command it now to be broken off of the people now. I command the spirit of death and hell to be broken off of the people's lives now in the mighty name of Yeshua right now. And Father, I give you praise and I thank you for the power that has been released and for the deliverance and for the healing and for the restoration. I lose resurrection power and glory right now in the mighty name of Yeshua. Thank you, wonderful master and glorious savior for what is taking place right now. You are worthy, Lord, of all honor and glory. And we love you so much. It's in Yeshua's mighty and precious name I do pray. While the presence of the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, Baruch Atah Adonai Ha'el Hakadosh, for thine is the kingdom, power, and glory forever and ever. And my prayer partners and friends said with me because they believe and received it, said amen, amen, and amen. Glory to God forever.